Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Shane, Andrew, and Graham. Um, Arsenal four, Everton nil at the Emirates today. Um, we were decent for maybe half an hour, but well, when I say decent, we restricted them. Um, and then we just felt a bit, you know, Saka scored a nice goal, but when I say nice, I mean it was nice for Saka, but the defending was absolutely shocking. You know, um, there was a big gap between Tarkowski and Keane for that goal and he was just in um, the midfield was non-existent the second goal was just an absolute shambles Martinelli um, I don't even know what Idrissa Gay was doing there and Andrew tell me start me off mate um, we're banging trouble aren't we oh no jump are you saying talk you off the ledge because I will not do that <laughs> uh, yeah it's no we're... it's too late mate I'm already I've fell off like yeah, no, it just, I think the idea of the setup was fine, except for the team selection. I don't understand how Keen gets in. I thought you were joking yesterday when you said that in the preview. Um, Miko got done and Keen was miles away. He was ball watching and gave Saka acres of space. Zinchenko, as good as he is, he didn't have to be to make that pass. That wasn't that difficult given yeah. the room that they had to work with. Um, I don't see how Godfrey doesn't replace Mikalenko at left back for a little bit at least. Yeah. Um, and also it seems like Dice really doesn't like Gray. And while I can understand that from like a principal standpoint, I don't think we can afford not to use him. Yeah. He's one of the few people that can actually put the ball in the net in our side right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I really, I think Dice got it wrong today from a selection standpoint. Uh, Gay having a shocker. I don't know how you really account for that. I don't think that's on Dice, honestly. But he's now the owner of two of the worst errors of the season of yeah. the entire league. Mm. He's been awful. Uh, Graham, address the gay mate. He needs to be dropped, doesn't he? Um, I think they all need to be dropped. And I, and I, and my preferred. Thing they happen. I don't know what he talk about it. To be absolutely honest, mm. um, he's yeah, he's pulling up a lot of shockers at the minute. Um, I think it's just down the the pressure in the midfield. Um, they're just not they're not gelling. They're, they're they're looking like they're a two. The way they're being cut through, sometimes they've broken. They've been nice, but it's again, it's going back to what I was waffling about the other day. These pivotal moments, these these moments that can tip the scales. It, it's happening and it's happening a lot in midfield and it, it was really really annoying how much they were just cutting through us with simplicity screwing grew through it yeah through it but I, th I think for the first up until Saga's goal I thought that we were marshalling quite well I thought the wingers were doing quite well they were they were getting back Wobie was putting in good challenges Dwight McNeil was coming back and assisting Michelenko Michelenko looked like he was getting stuck in he, he, there was even a point where he broke and, and tried to hit a cross on where he actually thought like a like a Premier League fullback for a change, but yeah, um, yeah, just ultimately like we're talking to like Andrew saying and, and so much of Twitter saying there just about get Ben Godfrey in and people were sitting, you know we've, we were all making jokes about one nil Michael Keane, what the who you know and all that sort of thing, but last time these players were getting on the round the team when it, when Lampard tried to roll the dice and you know pick the names out of a almost as if picking a bingo ball out of a bag yep. for what team they want to put out. These guys came back in and they were still absolutely shite. Their best defender in Yerry Mina is still on the bench there. Yep. Um, so, so you're wondering what's going on there. Uh, 
Dwight McNeil, or sorry, Dwight McNeil, forgive me, uh, Damari Gray too. Still not getting a sniff, but then they put him in up front. We wanted that, but we didn't really see enough up there either. So, you know, all these all these theories we have as football fans are all really good, but ultimately these players aren't that good. You yeah, know, they can, coach, they, they can do all these things, you know, and they can like have slight improvements, you know, but ultimately the weapon that we're trying to improve with many attachments ultimately still isn't that good. It's still mm. shooting a fucking boxing glove. Do you know what I mean? So yep. I, I just don't, or a flag with a bang on it. We really don't have any stopping part. Like you've got Mart, Martinelli and, and Saka both now in double figures for the season, scoring goals. Our top goal scorer has what, three? Yep, two I think. Something like that. Two and three. Yeah. No, maybe in the league, I know in all competitions, I think it's, regardless, it's it's just I'm not even surprised anymore. Yeah. Um. I just it's just a case of start thinking about what's going on. Everybody's saying, see now, Myers and stuff tweeted. Uh, we need to start looking at goal difference now. Who does suspect him? I was looking at goal difference since January. Yeah. Uh, and now we're West Ham and Leeds were significantly. Behind. Mm. I think we're ten, conceded ten more off Leeds. Yeah. Um. I think. It, Way up to Aston Villa because we're only ultimately what or sorry not Aston Villa, Crystal Palace. I think we're six points off Palace, so there is still things to play for. Things can still work out, but going across that side, putting Ben Goffrey in for Seamus Coleman or Vitaly Mikolenko, I don't think that's very good. Having Seamus Coleman or Vitaly Mikolenko in the fullback positions ultimately isn't very good. James Tarkovsky, Connor Cody, Michael King going on there. All very limited centre halves. Jerry Mina can't get a sniff. I think we've probably seen the last of him. So no point talking about him. Mason Holgate going on to fails to impress ultimately. So going back to the midfield too, I thought when we brought on Tom Davies for Abdullah Decore, I really thought this will actually change it around for us. I was all, you know what, we're going to go on now and we're going to score five, you know, because that's what he was <laughs> such a pivotal player to come in and, and really change it up. Um, a bit of magic off the bench. Well, that's it, you know what I mean? Um, because remember, apparently, all our players just would rather be at fashion shits. Yeah. Um, it might be their be probably their best uh idea of career because by god, they do not look like Premier League footballers. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm being extremely harsh and I don't really care. Um, I'm just it's just like no matter what we seem to do, these players are playing to the manager's instruction and it's not good enough. Toothless again, Neil yeah. Mopay up front. We actually broke a few a few times in the first half and it looked all right. Yet none. You know, Mopay had a slip when Awobi won the ball and got three and he tried and he tried to play an Awobi and that was good. I don't mm-hmm. think that we're in a position though for I I just don't know. I'm just I'm very disheartened. I Maybe mean, we've seen this performance I, multiple times over, you know. Yeah. Well, it doesn't that, even hurt it anymore. It's, it's nearly like a case of, you know, your tooth's hurting. And then for this team this season, this tooth has hurt so much. And you're like, I'll get a fill and I'll get a cry and I'll get a root canal, do all this work. Now I'm just, I'm sort of taking a deep breath and saying, just pull it, pull, yeah. just pull it. And you know what? It feels like it's just exactly where I was at this time last year. And I start getting myself mentally set up for relegation because I really do think that that could be a serious possibility. Not that I'm just coming to that now, but it's like, Anxiety is gone. It's just about acceptance now, and anything yeah. better than being anything more than being relegated is an extreme bonus. Yeah, um, I agree. Actually, I, I feel like it's it's time. I think I was in denial 
up until this point, but now it feels like okay, if we if we fail yet to beat Forest, um, if we fail to beat Forest, I think that's it. Like not even not even draw. We have to win. Like and and I can't see us winning because where are we scoring from? You know, and it's just depressing. Um, shame we actually um. You know, we we said the other day, like on the pod, you know, we were joking around, like you know, around about Keane coming on scoring an own goal. He he was, he wasn't far off doing that. Um, and then obviously, you know, you mentioned Holgate in midfield, and that happened as well. It's it's weird, like how, as you say, it's weird how accurate we become with talking over stupid stuff about Everton because it's, these things shouldn't even ever be happening. Do you know what I mean? It's just a mess. The whole situation. Yeah, um, I feel like with the stuff that we're saying now, it's it's just uh, like backs to the wall. What what's left to do? Yeah, what have we got left that we can use? Um, you know, Coleman's played three games in a week, and the fellas, you know, in his mid thirties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I I think I agree as well. I think it was team selection. I don't think I, I don't know why. Keynes anywhere near that squad anymore. Um, he, he was looking to, it was looking that he was going to be leaving in January. Um, yeah, we we hoped he was going. Um, mm. And then, like I said, you you prefer to see Mina in there. We 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 thought Cody needed drop, and he got dropped. But then it's you know, out of all those centre halves, you know, the ones you've got on the pitch and the ones on the bench, and it's it's him that's been chose. Yeah, but it's like... just. Um, the previous relationship, or you know, trust, trust wise, Dice prefers him, sort of thing. Um, but whether you can trust them over previous relationships from other clubs, it, you've only got to watch what the lads done over the past few, you know, years. Yeah. And yeah. it's you know, the whole thing anyway. The the, the performance, it's like he, it's. So you say it's got to the point where it doesn't hurt no more. But then it's like it's to the. It's like I feel like I'm going into the games joking that we're gonna get pumped in these games, and then when we do, it's just sort of like, oh it's yeah, disappointing is the word. It's mm. like you're just like, oh fuck again, like really, yeah. Um, and it's just you know this window's slowly and slowly getting uh, it's closing, and like you say with the Forest game, where it's a it's a must win now. It's not a case of we can take a point from that game. Yeah. The same as the Brentford game as well. Yeah. Um I, I you know, last season we we sort of lived on the fact that on paper we had a better squad than a lot of the squads and that was gonna keep us up because we had enough talent in the squad regardless of yeah, you know, basically basing it off other teams and we can't say that no more. No. The we we got the in my opinion, I think we got the worst squad in the in the league possibly. Um yep. as a whole, you know, man for man in some places maybe not, but as a whole, uh, yeah, squad depth wise and stuff like that. Like I say, having having you know, three centre halves on the pitch and there was I mean, you know, my me, me man's gone blank, but there was two or three or four Maybe, on the at, bench at one, or something. Yeah, at one point there we had five defenders on the pitch and four on the bench, and then a five foot seven striker up top with a goal in eighteen games. I mean, that's what I mean. So it's just you know, and you know we always say as well that that leads 
that trails and leads back to one place, and that's the board. Um, yeah. you know, sort of fa- failure to, you know, have a plan, and these things will come into fruition. These yep. results and then these consequences, and it's it's all gonna go crumbling down. Um, yeah, I I think uh, now I don't like you know it might be we've we've said about you know players playing and stuff like that, and um, you know you saying before about some of it coming through with Holgate and Keane and stuff, but I think with what you said in the last podcast with playing the four two three one and having a Wobi behind the strikers, it's just it's pivotal because. It, the, the gaps are too big between defence and midfield and midfield and, and striker. Yeah. And like we know that Mopai can't, he's just not, we haven't got the service and he can't play, he's not a hold-up player. So yeah. he, having a Wobi behind him in that number 10, that bit mm. of creativity that we started to see, I feel like could be like really, really important. Um, yeah, I think so. And then I, ideally Gray on the right, but like yeah. Gray said and... We've said I don't think Dice fancies him for whatever reason. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. It really is. I mean, you know, you can't you can't afford to be stubborn in the situation that we're in. Um, and being stubborn with that five in midfield, it's still one line of five. I don't care how many play, you can have ten players in there, but it's still one line. Do you know what I mean? So as soon as you break that line with one pass, then you're away. So you know the four two three one. It's another like line to break through. Then essentially, so it's just obvious. I I just don't get it. I mean, obviously, I can't blame Dice too much because he, he's trying to work with, you know, with what he's got. But at the same time, you can't afford to be stubborn. Andrew, it's not even the case that we're drawing games anymore. We don't know how to draw. You know, we we got beat by Southampton and West Ham in January. Got beat by Villa at the weekend there. You know, we we we're not even drawing, and it's not enough. Like even if you win the odd game, it's still not enough. Yeah, no, absolutely. And what I'm afraid of, honestly, now it's gotten so twisted that I'm afraid of us staying up because we will then be at a point where the board will look like geniuses for rolling the dice and not spending any money in January and keeping the powder dry. And that'll just keep reinforcing this bullshit forever and ever until the stadium's done and Mashiri can finally sell up so he can get the fuck out. Mm. Yes, essentially, mate. Yeah, that that would be. Um... I mean, think about that. Would that not just? Would they not be sitting there, Bill? Like just the most shit-eating smug smirk you've yeah. ever seen in your life. Like, absolutely, we yeah. had it. Yeah, absolutely. That's horrible. I mean, you know, where I what... would rather us go down so that they see there are consequences to being inept. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what would the Everton board do is what Bill Kenwright said. Um, well, there you go, mate, you know, just get absolutely battered, bring on no strikers, spend 500 million pounds and be in a situation where we're relying on Mopai and putting Holgate in midfield. It's just embarrassing. We're in a situation now, like Everton at large is like a small version of what's happened with Elon Musk and Twitter of like, we're nowhere (laughs) near the same level of riches. But mm. we had a thing that was doing pretty well yep. on the cusp of being, you know, pretty great. Yeah. And this guy comes in with more money. It's like, great. Okay. Now we're really going to take it over the top. Mm. And unfortunately, he's a fucking moron. Yeah. And Destroys now it. everything's gone down the drain. Yeah. Pretty much. Me, yeah. That's it. That's that's essentially it. Like, I mean, we, we are now the first team ever in the history of English football to be beaten 100 times by the same team. Congratulations, Bill Kenwright and the board. That's good times. That's Shane. 
Yeah. Not to mention the one of the other stats was that uh, you know, we've got uh, two away wins the whole season. Yeah. Exactly, and then stats yeah. like you mentioned before where Gray's put I think uh, you know, I'm I'm not on the nose of it, but Gray's like our top goal scorer with two or three goals. It's yeah. These in, in two numbers, seasons, by the way. In two seasons, yeah. like yeah. These not... numbers and statistics will keep going against us until like I say, you are backs against the wall and we've got nowhere else to go. It's um yeah. All these, you know, all these personal statistics with, in terms of the players and then club ones and and team performances and stuff. You know, like today, um, both both teams had five shots on target. Arsenal scored four. Yeah. You know what? What does that say about the team? Without looking at the lineup, it means that we haven't got no one that's clinical enough. And where does that yeah. lead back to again? Is January? So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Um. Yeah. It's. Like you say, there's not there's not much more you can say. It's just getting. I feel I wanna, like with Andrew as well. Yeah, come on, mate. Sorry. Oh, so I was just gonna say with what Andrew said, like where where the board's gonna be sat there smug about it if we were to stay up, hmm. is because they were like that last season with seeing what the celebrations were with the the release of like you know endorphins and stress and stuff like that because of you know the the sort of what we thought was a unique situation for Everton to be in. Whereas this time. We said yep. we're not going to do it again, but we've yep. been asked to do it earlier, mm. and now this time feels worse. It does. It's so a lot if we worse. were to stay up, those celebrations and stuff like that could be the same, if not bigger. And then, like Andrew says, they're then sat there then looking like we've done we we done it. We didn't need to, you know. We we were the ones that knew what we were doing. Yeah. We spent no money and we didn't need a striker because we brought Sims back and so on yeah. and so forth. So I agree with what Andrew said there, yeah. Yeah, hundred million pounds depocketed with Richarlison and Gordon and uh, you know, Mafiri saying we we need a striker, we'll get one. So it's just been absolutely abysmal. Um the whole situation. I I, I just the failure to sack Lampard early on in the World Cup break, you know, and have and use that as a pre season. Is what's damned us, you know. Leave, leaving everything far too late, you just can't. You just can't recover from it anymore. Um, and the fans have drained, like physically, mentally drained, you know. And and the skint, putting the money where their mouth is, you know, it's it's unfair. Like, it, when was the last time Everton was fun? Because it hasn't been fun for a long time. I think I've had like, you know, there were a couple of seasons under Moyes in Europe. Uh, there was that one season with Martinez in Europe. Apart from that, we had half a season with Ancelotti. Apart from that, in my 33 years on this planet, it hasn't been fun for the rest of them. You know what I mean? It's, it's just depressing. Well, when you're looking back at some of those times and and you're reminiscing on those times that we were still in trouble in those, you know, memories, so to speak, it sort yep. of speaks volumes on the position that we're in now. I was about to say to you then the last time we had fun was when we had Lukaku in a shirt with, you know, yeah. Smith behind him and stuff like that. Like, yeah. then even then, you know, we were calling. No, we didn't for, win anything, like. Yeah, we didn't win nothing. We were calling for managers to be sacked because of the points it got to, and yeah. Now it's let. Now it's let. That's what it's led to, in us looking back at that stuff. Yeah, big time, mate. Um, Andrew, we'll we'll try and analyze a little bit of the game. Um, just so we're not kind of getting over ahead of ourselves here. But um, that second goal there with Idrissa Gay. Now. People are saying that, you know, Saka touched it onto Martinelli, in which case, he, if that was the case, he should have been offside. 
because sure. the rule is he should be behind the player, not behind the ball. Um, but Idris again, that situation, it's pathetic, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, the master of back passes, Idris Gay, um, now the second time, just yep. fast about with it for some, like, just get it back to Pickford. He's ready. He yeah. was ready. There was no reason to take that many touches mm. en route. And then it becomes, you know, is it a clear and obvious error? I think at first blush, like the linesman had it right. But then I saw the replay. And I was like, no, actually, mm. Gay did get the last touch on it. And that played everyone on side. So it didn't matter what the line was. Yeah. Gay made the last playing moment. Yeah. Big time. Well, I, 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 I don't know if he's like heard a whistle and just kind of stopped. You know what I mean? And then just, I think the ref, he might have got a shout from somewhere. And that's why he's kind of hesitated a little bit. But I like Keith's theory on Twitter that he clocked a rainbow flag in the stands and it gave him a little hesitation. <laughs> That, that that was the, the problem that I had with that. With that was that you know I mean regardless of the fact he's he's a veteran of the game if you want to call him mm. the teams that he's just come from and yeah. he's in the Premier League against the league leaders and he's standing there like that is one yeah. thing. The other thing that asks me more is the fact that he stands there and doesn't chase back. Yeah, watch the whole yeah. replay, and he stood there and he's just got his he's got his hands on his hips and he's just like looking around as if to say like. You know, why Why did no one ask for the ball sort of yeah. thing? And it's like, if you lose, regardless, lose the ball, the whistle mm. blows. Like, because you've seen in this season and before and whatever, like, when when an, if a player's like 10 yards offside, they leave it until the phase of play is over half the time to even yeah. whistle for it. Like, it's so late. So, uh, when, it's, yeah. yeah. When in doubt, mate, put it out. That's what you're always taught. It's like playing Sunday League. If, you, if you're unsure, just fucking blast it out for a throwing. You know what I mean? And then reset. But yeah, I mean, but the, the scary thing is, is that, you know, Dice came in and he, and he spoke about, you know, the quality in the squad. I don't know what kind of stuff he was smoking there, but honest to God, Lampard said the exact same thing as soon as he came in in one of his first conferences. Um, so maybe, you know, talent-wise, I don't know. They could, they might be able to pass a few yards in training, but mentally, it's abysmal. Like it's the way that they lose the games. Just says, you know, you have the mentality of, you know, a brush or something. Because I, I don't know, it's just pathetic. Rushes yeah. are useful. That's yeah, well, that's true, Andrew. Yeah, that is true. I feel it's got to be something mentally because. There's the same crop of players that are getting, like we said, like it's it's just it's stale at this point. It's like the same yeah. crop of players are starting every game and stuff. Mm. And you know, Michael Keane on his twentieth chance and you know to redeem himself or whatever. Like they've either got to be shown something and training that's not getting pursued into the games, yeah. which obviously then comes down to the manager that if they're not playing well in the games, then you need dropping. Is this a guy, for example? And, we yeah. pointed out Cody. Because mm. um, you, you're there on all these podcasts from ex-players that there was players who were awful in training but good in the games and they played yeah. the games. Yeah. Or players Marley that Gray. were unbelievable in training but then in, just didn't come to fruition in the games and they yeah. were cut. From, and it's like... But, but where, you know, all that money's been spent, we've got none to spend because we're not getting given it all. We haven't got it. And so yeah. we've got the same crop of players that... I mean, I'm not sticking up for the managers because like, it's got to be something to do with the the players. If every single manager keeps picking the same players and keeps mm. saying that they've all got talent and there's something there on paper sort of thing. 
Yeah, but it, but the thing is as well, like we seen Decore not so long ago, you know, campaign against Lampard because he wasn't getting a game. And now he's back in the team and he's having a stinker. You know what I mean? It's like Holgate was the same. I'm pretty sure he spoke out, you know, a couple of times. Michael Keane might be another one. And they're getting chances again. They're being introduced back into the team and then they just fold like a deck of cards. I mean, the only way Keane redeems himself is if COVID 20 drops and we go back to fanless football. <laughs> The only way he redeems himself is he just retires, mate, honestly, because I'm sick of I the feel same player-wise, it's like, it's getting to the point, it's sort of like mirroring what happened at United. Mm. when they, Even though they were buying players and stuff like that, but it's like the, the same sort of players are getting played and then they're pushing the managers out. Yeah. And then it's took like 10 arg for them to come in and, you know, players such as Dallow or Wan-Bissaka or Luke Shaw. Yeah. Um, McTominay and Fred, who the United fans are annoyed at. Mm. Um, it took for them to get dropped for them to either be coming back into it to be playing well. Sancho, we don't know the reasons why, but it's another one. It's like it's, and I thought they should be that tight where it's like he's come in, seen them train. Maybe it took a few games to turn on and see Joe what. Or seen us in the past. You only yeah. got to watch highlights from us in the past and see mm. Michael Keane not good enough. Um, yeah. You know, to uh, Corey, I I don't know anymore if he's playing in that three man midfield. He's got to have a, a role, and I don't know what role he fills because he's awful going forward. He's not yeah. a holding midfielder, and he doesn't yeah. win the ball. Yeah, true. Um, as that three man, it's like you say that three man midfield just makes no it makes no sense to me now as a flat three because. Mm. It's like they're all relying on each other, but none of them have got like a specific role. Yeah, it's it's just a big mess. Like they, they feel like, oh, we've got plenty of bodies in there, we'll be fine. But you still have to put a shift in to get to that point. You know what I mean? You still have to yeah. do your job in your specific area. That's why I feel like there's a lot of blurred lines in, in there. There's too many people stepping on each other's toes, kind of, and they don't feel like they know where to be. So if you had that four, two, three, one, at least they'd know, right? You're the left-sided central midfielder. You're the right-sided central midfielder. It will be at the attacking midfield. You've all got your own little squadrons of the field, you know what I mean? So you know where to be in patrol. But And then if a situation like tonight happens with Idrissa Gay, then you can sling him off and put a decoy on it in that position. But at least he knows where it is. At the moment, it's it's like they're running around aimlessly. They feel like, we'll be okay, we've got bodies. But then one pass just gets right past them. And um, it's not it's not working like it's not working, and I hope Dice can sort it out. But I just want to say as well, like I've seen you know some of the fans saying, um, you know, behave if you think we're going down and all this. Stop talking like that and all. Based, I mean, how can you tell people to behave? Like, what are you watching? What on earth are you watching? You must be absolutely deluded if you don't think it's a possibility that we'll go down. And you know to say. Stop telling other fans that they can't be negative. We fucking can be negative, and we are being yeah. negative. It's because of what we're seeing. You know what I mean? I feel like it's fell into like a a 70, 30, 75, like twenty five percent sort of. We go down over staying up now, yeah, and it's slowly slipping further and further. Like you said, I think we probably would have been all right if Dice mm. would have come in after that second Bournemouth game. And yeah. I feel like he'd have probably have steadied the ship and we'd have been okay. Yeah. Um, you know, we we you know hindsight and stuff, but uh, we we all said at that time that Lampard should have went then. Yeah. Uh, I think I I think I said after the the Southampton game afterwards. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, it's uh, and people say uh, I've seen you know, there's all different sort of things on on why we'd stay up and saying like you you'd have took this many points from that many games and um you know taking into had... account that everyone else around you loses their games like because they're winning. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Nothing's going for us and. Even though we played Arsenal twice and we've had Liverpool in there, it's like I I still wanted us to beat Leeds, Aston Villa, yeah. And then I was optimistic about tonight, maybe yeah. foolishly, but I was optimistic in terms of we we beat them last time. I know it was our own, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I I thought we should have had more points out of that than that. And then there was the West Ham game before the the Arsenal game as well, which we lost two 0 Yeah, I mean you look at the fixtures now and. I am really, really worried. Um, you know, we, we got beat by Aston Villa at home there last week and, and I felt like that was a nice opportunity to try and get a grip of things to stop the rot. But now we've got Forrest away. You know, I I don't I, I honestly don't know how we're going to win. Uh, where, are we, where are we scoring from? You know, we've got Brentford at home. Brentford, uh, that's Miracle it. corners. Yeah, I mean... Corners is it. I mean, literally, it's going to be getting a centre-back mm. on the end of a corner. Yeah, or I mean, maybe that, one of them is pushed forward so far that you know McNeil's delivering to somebody above the height of my eleven-year-old. <laughs> well, this I is genuinely I, don't yeah. see where we're picking points up from again. I don't. Forest away, Brentford at home, Chelsea away, Spurs at home, United away, you know Fulham at home, Palace away, Newcastle at home, Leicester away. The, uh... I'd, Brighton, then City, then Wolves away, and then Bournemouth at home. We'd be lucky to get three points there, and I'm, you know, yeah. being negative because I'm, I'm watching, I'm seeing things with my own eyes. Like, stop telling yeah. me to stop being negative. I'm watching it. You know what I mean? There's nothing, there's nothing that you can take from these games and go, oh well, if we do this, apart from the last Arsenal game, where we thought it, you know, if we, if we keep playing like this, then there's something to build on there. Yeah, but it's just mm. that there's. We haven't seen anything like that since then. And even if we pick up a win, this team's got no consistency at all. Yeah, true. There's no like there's no like bounce back or like three game win and streak and stuff out of this this squad. It's like we win a game and then we lose one and then we pick up a point there and mm. that feels important because we've lost so many games before. Yeah. Um and it's not like where we've usually had the luxury of going out. You know, we got Brentford there. That's three points. Even though we've got Chelsea the game after, or whoever it is, Spurs the game after, we've got that's three points. That we've got not got that luxury no more because every single side is better, better than us squad wise. Yeah, and they're playing yeah. better football than us. Yep, and picking up the results whilst we're not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why. You know, it's it's looking inevitable. Um, the more games that go on, um, but. You know, we can hope and pray, but yeah, whatever happens, you know, this board has to go one way or another. It's disgusting yeah. to be in this situation. So yeah, we'll just we'll just hope that we can get something out of Forest and then hopefully it can lift everyone's mood. But um yeah, Shane, Andrew, Graham, thank you for joining me and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Right, lads. I just want to bend your ear for a wee second here. Do you remember a certain Turkish centre-forward that played for Everton? Remember the training photos through the week you would see? And it was just like hair and scalp. And people used to be like, Jesus, look at that. Well, they see your three-pronged attack. 
See if you don't look after it. That's basically what it looks like. Not very nice. <laughs> but um, that's why over at Manscaped, we have the performance package. Now, guys, this is the real deal. I'm not even joking. This thing just can get in everywhere. It really, really can. And it does not leave chafing. Have you ever messed about and used hair removal cream or you've used a premium razor thinking this will be great and then it feels like you get sandpaper on the inside of your thighs and elsewhere for the rest of the week well this thing eliminates that i'm not even joking it feels so smooth after the cut and even on the grow back it does not wreck you um they've also got the crop reviver which can give your balls basically a fantastic boost and as you walk around all day it's it feels great that's the best way to put it um also the crop preserver straight after a cut and i tell you it just feels good settles everything down and just gives you that musky man smell you know so you can just feel confident beating around all day with your nice shaven tommy gravis and lee carsley combo so guys if you order from manscaped you can use our code eaw20 and you can get 20 percent off your order and free postage worldwide so please once again Listen in if you'd like to support the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Evan Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW Podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at eawpodcast at gmail.com.